You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with, well, you guessed it, another incredible guest today. Our guest today is Lisa Miller. She is a serial entrepreneur growing three digital agencies. She founded the digital and social marketing firm Ladybugs.com. This is her third agency that has been positioned to best serve the shifts in the post-pandemic market. She was also featured on the cover of the Boston Business Journal. Welcome to the show, Lisa. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Noah. Excited to be here today. Yeah. So just outside of that bio, um, I know you do so many great things outside of just running an agency. Do you want to just fill people in a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So, um, of course, I've run a couple of different agencies, um, this being my third. But this agency is really built around a mission. Um, and the mission is really to help people get through this really crazy time during the pandemic when things really need to shift and change and being able to serve um, markets that really need these services right now and they can't find agencies to fit into their price niche or their timeline. Um, so we have a very specific niche that we that I do. I mean, a lot of these businesses are women-owned businesses. So we tend to help a lot of women-owned businesses and cause-based businesses, along with legacy brands like in the area where we are, which is Boston. Um, so helping basically legacy brands that have been around Boston for 20, 30 years, trying to rebrand, re- refocus where they want to go with the pandemic. So um, so it's a pretty cool model along with like how we're running the agency. Um, and then I run the Metro West Women's Network, which is a network of 4,000 women um, in this sort of west part of Boston where it's harder to meet people and network and stuff like that. We've created a group to refer business to each other, empower each other to grow our businesses. So those are kind of my two main things right now that I'm doing, but you know, that always can change in a year. <laughs> That's fantastic, Lisa. Wow. I love, I'm really excited to get a lot of your expertise in terms of how to scale and grow a business. I think that's some some of the things that sure we talk a lot about, about mindset, psychology and stuff, but the practical aspect of building leverage through enterprise is something that I've always been fascinated with. And I think it's something that I'd love to get in on, on talk about on the show. But before that, let's, let's talk about a time that in your personal life, a time that you were maybe chasing after an impossible dream. What was going on in in your world at that time? And where did you find the courage to reach out and, and go for that dream? So I think I thought I was chasing impossible dreams before. It's always been my dream to build a company and an agency that serves all the purposes that I wanted to serve. Um, but building my second one, um, I got away from that mission. And I think during the pandemic, you know, I really had to put on my big girl pants and be like, you know what? This didn't go the way that I envisioned. This is a great company that I helped build, but I still want to build my dream company. And this time I need to do it alone and, you know, fulfill my mission. And so I did that during the pandemic. I left that company and, you know, started serving 
servicing like women first and really helping um, women who are trying to grow. Like just as an example, one of the first companies I started working with was a women owned roofing company and um, like a multimillion dollar company. And she just was having a hard time trying to find an agency to accomplish like some of the things that she really wanted to accomplish. And so sometimes a boutique agency can do a lot because they're smaller and they can be a little bit more personalized about your plan so the whole business just started from there and grew and grew and grew and we've only been in business for just over a year and we're already um well you know on our way to a set being a seven figure agency so um the need obviously was there and so that's the dream i'm chasing right now and empowering like creatives to you know to have more say in what they do and be more involved in projects and you know our kind of linear setup the way that our organizational chart is is that you know there are no levels of organization we're mm-hmm. all we're built into teams so every part of this company is an equal team so everybody has a say in everything we do and you know we've built our company culture around that we've built our customer service around that and you know we're hoping by the end of 2022 we're on our way in the seven figure helping other businesses helping creatives um you know have a job that they love and helping organizations like just really grow and thrive with the whatever the economy challenges are at that time and social challenges. Oh, I love that story. You know, the thing that really speaks to me a lot is this aspect of letting go of a decent or something that feels good, you know, an opportunity that may or may not, you know, be hard to let go of in order to find the careers to actually chase the thing that you're more passionate about. So it takes a lot of guts to do that. And and it's really inspiring to hear that, um, it's paying off. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So let's let's shift gears and talk a little bit about some of the things that you've discovered along your journey about how to help people get their businesses off the ground. Um, it's it's something that, you know, as you're building something new or even as you're trying to bring life into something that's maybe been stagnated, what what are some of the practical things that you've found that work particularly well to bring life into a business? I mean, I think different people have different goals. So I think you really have to look at what your goals are and then try to figure out how to grow your business around those goals. So a lot of people tell me that, you know, like, for example, in an agency that they're doing all the work and they can't get away from the agency. So if you really want to have an agency that you're not really every day working in, you need to set that agency up for success right from the get-go. If you have a business that, you know, you're looking to make a profit and, you know, you're a couple years into it and you're like, I'm not making a profit, you need to think think about all those things before you start, like what's important to you. So when I started my agency during the pandemic, like for me, I was like, okay, what's really important to me right now? Personally, what's the first thing I need to accomplish? And then what are some things in my agency that I want to accomplish? And so, you know, that was, you know, obviously making enough money to um, pay myself. That was having profitability in the company that was servicing um, certain clients that was not working in the business. So that was something that was really important to me is right in the beginning, not to work in the business because that's, you're just setting yourself up for burnout and you need to lead the company. But if you're somebody who wants to work in the business, then you have to figure that out with, you know, how somebody else is going to do the business part that you don't want to do. So I think really looking at what you want, want to accomplish and being very clear and having goals set to do those things. So if you're in your business right now and you're kind of stagnant, it's like, 
well, you know what, take a step back. Like, what do you want to do? How do you want your business to be a year from now? How are you going to get there? What are the steps that you need to take? Um, And one thing I always tell people is that, you know, don't make big decisions, make small decisions. Like, for example, if you hate doing one chore every day, and that's really driving you um, crazy, give that chore to somebody else, give that task to somebody else. So that because honestly, when you're building a business, if you're not enjoying it, and you're not, your heart's not in it, you're probably not going to get to where you want to be. So you read to kind of rediscover like, why am I here? What am I doing? How do I make it better? And I think just that self discovery, and then building processes around that, you know, everybody's process is going to be different to meet those goals. But I think that's kind of the bottom line of what you really need to do, you know? Oh, yeah. I love all of that. That's really, it's, it's so, it's so powerful. Knowing, knowing that you're doing something that you enjoy, it makes it so much easier to do the hard stuff. What, what, what advice would you have for, especially uh, the female businesses? I think this is something that, you know, as you're developing more expertise in helping female run businesses, uh, getting women out to find success, be empowered. What are some of the things that you frequently come across in terms of advice that you're giving or just recommendations that you have for, for, for maybe our women, our female listeners who are out there trying to start something cool or, or just step into, like you, you called it earlier, your big girl pants. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I think the first thing that you should do is just make sure that, you know, you have a viable product or something that people want. So, I mean, getting into a support community is probably a really great way to start, Um, whether it's some kind of women's group for those types of businesses, or, I mean, community is always a great way to kind of boost your business and finding people around you who really want to help you grow. And, you know, they can also become your customers, they can become your biggest, you know, cheerleaders. Um, So to me, finding a community that, that you fit into really great is the number one way to just be successful and to get to be successful. I'm in tons of women's groups that, you know, some of them have 30,000 people, some of them have 4,000 people. Um, but in those communities is really where I get my, you know, I, I promote myself in those. I build uh, relationships from those that some of the relationships I've been building, you know, throughout a number of years have been the number one way that I've grown. So I think that community piece is huge and everybody needs to be a part of some kind of community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it, I see it often as that exponential piece of you can do great on your own, but then once you start to add that element of connections and support, mm-hmm. uh, the sky's the limit to what you can achieve. Absolutely. So what are, I'd like to shift now to maybe some practical tips around mm-hmm. um, just personal mindset and and personal growth. So what are some practical tips that you would, you would advise people to unlock their greatness? I mean, I think everybody needs some kind of a coach um, because I think it's hard to always get to where you want to go alone. And it doesn't have to be a paid coach. It could be a mentor. It could be, um, it just, I feel like you need to get your ideas and your soul out there into the universe so that you can manifest all the things that you want to manifest. So having a coach is definitely a great way to do that. Um, the other thing is just sticking to your gut and your instincts about what you want. Like if you have a vision and people are trying to tell you like that vision's not what you need to do, like 
don't listen to me. If, like that's my number one piece of advice to everybody is don't listen to anybody <laughs> because <laughs> your, your unique idea. And this is where the whole unconscious bias thing comes in. It's like when you've been told these things your whole life and, and society has said th- these things like forever, like how do you create a business idea or an idea that doesn't have those unconscious biases attached to it. And how you do that is you go with your vision. Don't listen to anybody because they're going to have unconscious bias. They're going to tell you, oh, that's a dumb idea. Like I'm sure people told like Jeff Bezos that like Amazon was a bad idea. I'm sure. Uh So, you know, it's like um, I'm sure he was going to give up in 2000 when the dot com bust hit but and you know and like think about elon musk and his crazy ideas do you think he listens to anybody um but you do need those people to support you and help you um make those ideas happen so that's where the coach comes in the community but stick to your vision and your gut and your idea because that is what makes your whatever you're offering so great is that nobody else has it but you and when you start listening to, to unconscious biases you just become somebody else that you're not <laughs> so. That is right. Yes, I love it. And I'm so I could talk you... about unconscious oh. bias all day long. Like, well, I think we are. Gonna... Let's let's go a little further into this. So, I love that you brought up this idea of of using your vision to make the decisions in your life, and and that leads to kind of one of my favorite segments of the show is where I I, I try to ask the guests on the show how they approach big decisions in life, and. Sometimes these are the small daily decisions that stack up, you know, the, the, the to-do list and how do you prioritize things. But I'd love to hear if you have a favorite decision-making framework uh, or a mental model that you particularly enjoy um, employing. What, what would that framework be and, and when do you typically use that decision-making framework? Yeah, so I think a lot of my decision-making framework is sometimes around coaching. Um, so, you know, sometimes even though I'm sort of a visionary and I have these crazy ideas that people think are, you know, not, (laughs) not, you know, scalable or whatever, I have to like figure out a way to kind of put my ideas out there, have them reiterated back to me. And then when I hear them from somebody else, it's like, okay, well, maybe this is realistic and that's realistic. So I do use coaches that way, um, to help me take my ideas and then, reiterate them back to me, look at like what I've accomplished. And then a lot of times um, I don't like to be pressured into making decisions. So when somebody's pressuring me like, oh, we need to do this and we need to do that. I don't do well with that. I don't like being pressured. I'm of the mindset that like doors will open when the time is right. And they always do. And so I believe if you believe that, you know, they will, it will happen for you, whatever your decision making process is, that's mine, I have to like hear my own vision back, I have to kind of meditate on it, um, take pieces of it, and start to do it and see like where it takes me. So I never have an end result. Because again, that's an unconscious bias. So if I say, Uh, this year, I want to make a million dollars, well, you know what, I just limited myself to make a million dollars. Like maybe I could have made $10 million. So Mm. like when you start to limit your belief system and have very specific finite goals, you're almost like unlimiting yourself. Um, uh, Simon Sinek, obviously you know who he is, but he has like a lot of talks around that. And so that's what like differentiates like a true 
like visionary, you can still be really successful even when you have goals and finite goals. But what makes people different is when they kind of have that unlimiting belief system and things can change and things can shift and you're okay with that. You know, when you just have one, like, I just want to be a million dollar agency. Well, I don't know what could have happened in between now and being that million dollar agency. Maybe I could have done something different or maybe I, so that's kind of how I approach it. Um, so yeah, and I don't like to be hardlined. <laughs> if you ever uh-huh. try to sell me anything, I'm probably going to hang up on you because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to feel it out, you know, in the universe and, and, uh, and I pray, you know, that a lot. Um, so I take a spiritual approach to my decision-making. I don't take much, um, financial (laughs) or like you know what some people might think are like database decisions that's definitely not me (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah well and i think it's it once you have that alignment with the vision and you give it the time to actually reflect on it i think that is partially it's just yeah it, it there is a little bit of data, but it's like subjective data, I guess, you know, so it's, it's, I, I like it. I like that. Great. So let's, let's wrap up as we're, as we're getting close to the end of the, of the, of our time together with a, a this could be, if you can sum up your most impactful life lesson, and this could also be some advice that you've heard from someone else. If you could sum that up in about 30 seconds or so, what would you say that is? Um, so don't focus on what you can't do, focus on what you can do. So whatever you're stuck in, in that moment, don't focus on the things you can't do. Focus on where you are and what you can do. And that's how you get past what you can't do. <laughs> mm, that's so so true. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of this valuable wisdom. I think everyone can definitely go back and replay this uh, a couple times just to make sure all, everything sticks. How do how do our listeners stay in touch with you? How do we support you? Thanks. That's awesome. Um, you can find me on my website, ladybugs with a Z, L-A-D-Y-B-U-G-Z.com. And on there, you know, we have all of our social. We have a great blog with lots of resources on there too. And then you can find me on social. Usually I'm Lisa Preneur, Lisa with a Y, Preneur. So Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. And I'd love to connect with people there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.